All right, welcome back to the show. This is the Gospel for Life. You look like you wanted to say something. Are you waiting for the cymbal crash? Because the music is going right now. And yeah. <laughs> Russ pointed out before that when the music, the int- the old intro was here, it was the cymbal crash when his name was <laughs> given. Yep. That's awesome. I have no comment. You know, some, some people need that. Some people need that. But yeah. let others praise you. That's right. right. Well, <laughs> right. That, that's Jonathan Van Hugan from uh, Day Spring Reformed. Day Spring Church. Reformed. And then Pastor Russ from Cloverdale Reformed Church. And then we have a special uh, host with us today, Ryan Hempel from Treasure Valley. I get it wrong every time. RPC. Treasure Valley RPC. So I don't need to say RPCNA. I can no. just say RPC. It's kind of like it's the URC. RPC. We don't yeah. normally put oh, that's the right. NA on the end that's of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can. But and, and if we Josh, were in Scotland, Josh you could is say from it. the yes. well. Yeah, I, that's just, right. I yes. want to yes. say that. Yeah, Josh. And look, I know. Pastor Josh you know, Bales. There's been a wave of like all these like cool hip names. Like I better not mention any because then I'll get in trouble. <laughs> but you know, just do your imagination. What what sounds cool? And and you know that wasn't our intention. It was from John four: those who worship the Lord must worship Him in spirit and truth. And that's what we're talking about today: yeah. yep. is worship. And worship. and where that passage comes in John four was from the woman at the well when yep. she's meeting with the Lord. So yep. the well church. That's right. And Ryan brought up uh, yesterday, uh, just referencing the fact that. This is the one place in Scripture where the Lord, God the Father, is seeking something, mm-hmm. and He's seeking worshipers. worshipers. Uh, what is the chief end of man? The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. So we have been kind of overviewing Jonathan Cruz's book, What Happens When We Worship. This is an excellent book. Uh, it, it gets into um, the question of, okay, fine, we all agree that we ought to go to worship, that we ought to worship God, but what is actually taking place in the worship service? What's taking place in the preaching? What's taking place in the singing? What's taking place when we confess our sins? Do, are we aware? Or are we just going through the motions? You mentioned, I think, yesterday about familiarity and how we, we something is so familiar with us and we just kind of tune out. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, unless something is intentionally taught, it will not be understood. And I think sometimes it's good that we have people come into our churches that aren't familiar with our, our practices and our background and, and um, how we go about worship because then they ask questions and force us to reflect and articulate why we do what we do. Um, and so sometimes it, it's those that – gently push back or challenge that help us begin to clarify more um, helpfully um, why we, we're we not just going through motions. We're not just arbitrarily doing things in worship. There is a reason behind it. Oh, and let me tell you what it is. Yep. Absolutely. So he asks the question in the book, what happens when we worship? And he's these are the answers that he's given us so far. Number one, it's the most important thing we'll ever do. Number two, we're being shaped in worship. Number three, we meet with God in worship. Number four, God renews his covenant in worship. Number five, which was yesterday's program, we submit to God's agenda in worship. And then here's the answer he gives for number six is that we commune with the saints. So in worship, we commune with the saints. So let's talk about that a little bit. Why is corporate worship... um, a place where we're not just coming to God as an individual, but as a communion of saints. And, and where's some scriptural uh, places where we could we could demonstrate that? So 
So last week I preached on John 4. I've been preaching through the Heidelberg Catechism, and so last week it was on John 4, um, Jesus as our great prophet. Um, and this week it's about Jesus as, as a great priest. There, I actually am going to answer your question. So no, if you fine. were wondering. I'm used to you not answering <laughs> yeah, my yeah. questions. So. <laughs> what I actually want to answer no. is. <laughs> and I find it interesting. Uh, I'm going to be preaching on John 17 <clears throat> this coming Sunday, which has been referred to Jesus' high priestly prayer. And so I'm, I, I don't have time to cover the entire prayer in the service, but I want to get to the to the or focus on the last part of the prayer, which is Jesus's prayer for those that will believe, which is just another way of saying his saints like us that will come later in time after his disciples have have lived and died. And it's interesting that his prayer primarily is for unity. And then some have misread this to think that that means organizational unity, that unless the church is under one big umbrella, then, then we're not fulfilling um, Christ's prayer. Um, I don't actually believe that that's what he's saying. I think what he's saying is that his people are, are one, and really what it's talking about on a local level within the church they're going to to love one another care for one another and be united just from a pragmatic perspective how do you do that if you're not gathering with God's people and spending time with God's people in the very fundamental thing of our faith which is the worship of God um there are other biblical reasons for it, but for me, I just don't understand what, how you can say I'm united to my brothers and sisters that I'm not, have, I have no desire to spend time with. Yeah, you uh, mentioned in an earlier episode Hebrews ten, mm-hmm. you know, does the fact that we are called not to forsake the gathering together as is the habit of some, and the purpose is to encourage one another to love and good works especially mm-hmm. as we see the day drawing near. I mean, this fellowship and communion that we have is to strengthen one another, to encourage one another in our burdens. Um, also in Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse 16, um, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I yeah, mean, the very act another. of worship. Yeah, I mean, it's when we sing and worship, there's this aspect we're encouraging one another, we're instructing one another, we're teaching one another. It's obviously God word, we're praising him, but there's also this fellowship in this community that we need in song to carry one another's burdens and encourage. Amen. One could do a study of the one another's in the New Testament and and conclude that this is what God has intended is for us to be gathered together as a group. Um, you you know, one of the things that we have to recognize is when we talk about the church, we're not just simply talking about something that happened uh, in the New Testament. Uh, God has one people of God, whether, you know, old or new. Um, the Old Testament people of God were looking forward to Christ's coming. The um, New Testament people of God have looked back on Christ's coming. Yeah. But he has had one, one people. And instructive for us are the things that they were told to do yeah. you know the in psalm 122 i was glad when they said to me let yes, us God. go up to the house of the lord you know and 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 he talks about why he's going up to the house of the lord for my brothers and companions sake i will say peace be within you for the sake of the house of the lord our god i will seek your good and so there's a 
there's this one another. There, there, there was instruction to yeah. come together and. In we, God's word, we've mentioned about how this is a very individualistic age, um, and for the person who says, "Well, I don't need to gather with the saints to worship God; I can worship God on my own," I, I would just say theologically that perspective doesn't tell the truth about who God is. God is communal in Himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you go back to Proverbs eight and other places in the scripture, and you find that God is actually rejoicing and delighting in his own company, in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So to think that you can just worship God individualistically, it, it lies about who God is. Yeah. Um, Jonathan mentioned the whole one another aspect, and I, I don't say this to be goofy, but several times in the New Testament, the, the epistles will talk about that we greet one another with a holy kiss. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you need to go to church now and, and kiss everybody that's there. I actually am not opposed if you do. But what it really is Pucker saying up, buddy. <laughs> is, <laughs> a holy handshake too. <laughs> appropriate affection. <laughs> is there is affection between brothers and sisters in Christ mm -hmm. that you're not indifferent yeah. to the church family. Yeah. They they it, there is a strong relational tie, so strong that the desire should be that you want to greet one another with a holy kiss. And so there are holy hugs and holy handshakes um, that aren't happening in the church of, of America because, we, we, like Josh said, we're so individualistic. We're going to church to get what we want out of it, and we forget that part of that, I mean, Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And, and this whole idea that you're coming together as God's people mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you love God, which then means you deeply love one another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that aspect, I think, is missing in so many churches. And I actually think it's, it's no small thing. I think it's profound yeah. that we're missing that relational love and unity and communion um, that, that really truly puts flesh on our relationship with with the triune god well we're talking about individuals it, you know how we're there's so much individualism but one of the words in scripture saints it, it's never used in the singular it's not saint jonathan saint russ saint uh, you know you it's saints together. <laughs> Who's you? Is that, that that's, that's them? His uh, name you know, is Josh. Not, not, it, fill, in the, fill in the blank. You know, uh, you know, it's saints together. You know, you know, the whole the whole thing comes down to we're saints together. We're pe we're a people. Yeah. Together, you know, Psalm one hundred. Make make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Yeah. Know that the Lord He is God. It's he who made us, yeah. and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. My, my, and, fa my favorite is Psalm 87. Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord loves the gates of Zion. That's the place where all the people of God gathered, mm -hmm. more than the dwelling places of Jacob. So the dwelling places of Jacob is where individual families worshiped. He loves that. He, he's for individual worship. Mm -hmm. But God says he loves the gates of Zion more than that. We use that as a call to worship. Last Sunday. We did too. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll use anyway, it this week. let's give it air high five. There you go. <laughs> I think one one place too that's maybe not explicit, but um, the the fellowship and communion is uh, Im implied is when Paul closes out the armor of God in Ephesians. Mm -hmm. You know, he he asks for the church to pray for him that he would have boldness to speak as he ought, and that's always been a comfort. One, 
that the Apostle Paul needed prayer to be bold, to speak as he ought. But it also shows there's this communion and fellowship that he's relying on and he's asking to be praying for Amen. him. Amen. I mean, I think there's a reason why the the one of the images of the church in the New Testament, one is the body, that it has to function all together. Yep. And two, that it's a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm probably a little bit extreme on this, but I, I have actually just said recently from my pulpit that I, I really don't like it when people says say things like, that's my, that's my work family, that's my school family. Mm. I said, there are actually only really two biblical models of family. Your nuclear family, your, your actual biological family, and the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can talk about other organizations, that there's a community there, there's other things, but th- it's not a family. Your family is biological. Your family is is, is your church, yep. and and I think we've misunderstood just how relational that that should make, well, make this the carries, body. This carries over even into the functions that we have in church. You know, in terms of even the Lord's Supper, we're told, "Don't we all partake of one loaf?" Yeah, we're you know, don't we we're, all drink of one, one cup? We're we're one body, and we partake of one loaf. Uh, that you you know, one then, baptism. Yeah. So those are those are important those are important things. You, you mentioned the body. You mentioned family. You know the idea that we're called out. You know we're called out of this world into the church. That one of the words for the church is actually ecclesia, uh, kaleo meaning called, and ek out. We're called out of this world to be together. Yeah, that's right. To assemble together. Well. Uh, we just, you know, rapid fired a bunch of scriptures at you, <laughs> but it goes to show you that the actually the the Bible talks a lot more about the communion of saints and corporate worship than perhaps you thought of before. So we would just, you know, lovingly challenge you, you know, pick up the book of Corinthians, pick up the book of Psalms. Uh, if you need a teacher, pick up this book, What Happens When We Worship by Jonathan Cruz. You can find some great resources. We will see you next time.